Hey guys, Abel here, and in this episode I'd like to do something kind of weird, and that is uh, reflecting on a video that I published approximately a year ago on my YouTube channel, which was a roundtable discussion on the question of whether I should have cut or bulked at that time. It seems like in January I like to publish videos about bulking or roundtable discussions about bulking. This latter one was a bit more significant, and I'll link to this video in the show notes here if you want to check that out. But if you don't want to, basically, here's what you need to know. In that video, I recruited four guys with whom I took the Bayesian bodybuilding PT course together. Uh, One of them was actually Wilfredo Thomas, who was later featured on my podcast two times. And basically, I asked them individually what they thought I should be doing, cutting or bulking. And in that video, I put up a picture of myself at the time. I was maybe at around 15 or 16% body fat. And I explained to them what my goal at the time was, which was not to look as good as possible in the short term, but to progress towards my best physique in the long term, in the most ideal, efficient manner possible. And basically, three out of the four of them recommended me to cut and get down to maybe 10, 12% body fat, and then start bulking. And I think only one of them recommended me to actually keep on with a slow gaining phase, simply because of the fact that had I cut at the time, I would have risked looking too small. And looking back at this roundtable discussion made me think of a few things, because I find it very interesting in retrospect, because I think that this is a perfect case study of why coaching people online as a fitness professional can be tricky, you know, if you're in that boat, for example, or if you're being coached by someone, uh, why it's super important to be honest with the person coaching you. Because if you're not honest and you're presenting yourself to your coach as your ideal self as opposed to who you are in that given moment or what your real life context is at the time, then he or she won't be able to guide you towards your goals effectively. So here is the deal in terms of what happened there. Uh, Like I said, I presented my case to these guys. I showed my picture. Like I said, I was 15, maybe 16% body fat on those pictures. And I told them that my goal is not short-term aesthetics, but rather long-term progression towards my ideal physique. Now, unfortunately, what I didn't tell them was that I was in a terrible state in general in terms of diet fatigue, a lot of preceding yo-yo diets. You know, if you heard my episodes on intuitive eating and how the end of my macro tracking period came when I hit absolute rock bottom with my relationship with food and just life in general, this roundtable discussion was around the period leading up to this turning point. So, around this point when this video was recorded, it started to dawn on me that something needs to change in my approach, not just in fitness, but in life in general. Uh, But, you know, I just couldn't quite figure out how this actually should take place just yet. Uh, But so given what I told them, they made a rational analysis. Most of them concluded that okay, this guy is somewhere between 14 and maybe 17% body fat. The bodybuilding rationale suggests that he should do a cut, get down to around 10% body fat to regain some insulin sensitivity, and proceed with the bulk. Now, you know, I don't want to oversimplify what they said. I think overall they made very reasonable recommendations. Some of them may have overstated the whole, you know, about 15%, everything goes to shit concept. But, you know, honestly, who doesn't? You know, maybe after this bulking roundtable that was released not long ago, this will change. But, you know, overall their approach was reasonable. 
there were also com- comments about taking into account psychology and how happy I was with my physique at the time, which is, of course, very important. But in the absence of sufficient information on what was actually going on with me, they just couldn't help me with the best of their abilities. So what I'd like to do now is reflect on this discussion with everything I have experienced since then and tell you how I would advise my past self if now somehow I could travel back in time with a time machine and sit down with this guy who was, you know, past able. And so first of all, I would sit down with him and I would ask him the following questions. First of all, what are your long-term goals? To which, you know, past able would have told me that he wants to have less fat and more muscle on his body. So at the time, this guy was maybe 85 kilos and 15% body fat. And ideally, he would have wanted to be 87 kilos and maybe 12% body fat. And he wanted to get there as efficiently as possible. After that, I would have actually evaluated this guy's situation. And there I would have seen a guy who doesn't have a ton of muscle and has a pretty average body fat and can probably still put on a fair amount of muscle on his body. So from this perspective, he could have done a lot of different things. He could have kept bulking slowly if he would have been comfortable putting on more body fat. You know, based on all my recent interactions, including the bulking debate, you know, hashtag check out that episode, there would have been no major issues with that approach. He could have gone into a slow cut as well, and probably he could have recombed as he probably had enough muscle building potential to still put on size in a deficit. He could have gone into a more aggressive cut and then into a, a building bulking phase. And he even could have maintained and recombed that way. You know, when you still have a lot of muscle to put on, probably maintenance calories are still far enough to make you gain a fair amount of muscle. And, you know, any amount of calories that are going towards muscle growth are by definition not going towards replenishing fat stores. So this guy could have even lost fat in that scenario. So basically, from purely a physiological perspective, this guy really could have done practically anything. Now, here would have come the next very important question, which would have been, What are your short-term goals? How happy are you with your physique? To this, the answer would have been not terribly unhappy, but would definitely not want to be fatter than this. Now, this one is a little bit tricky, of course, in practice, because what people think they want with their physiques in the short term is not always what they need or what they would want if they understood how things actually work. You know, classic example is that when people say that they don't want more muscle mass because they think they will be bulky, Whereas that's really not a concern practically for anyone unless they also put on a whole bunch of fat in the process. But still, you know, in this case, since I could have seen that this guy could have a legit reason for not wanting to be fluffier than this, I would have taken this into consideration. And that would have made me think that, you know, at least I wouldn't put this guy on an aggressive bulk, but, you know, maybe in a very small surplus. You know, this is actually a good example of the one pound a month type of weight gain rates that Eric Helms is talking about. You know, if you're at 15% body fat and put on a pound a month, then in the next maybe four months, you'll put on four pounds. You know, the most you'll gain by that time is maybe 2% body fat, probably less because you'll put on muscle too if you're training hard. And, you know, in May, for example, you can do a six-week mini cut. You can still be beach lean for the summer. So after this, I would have asked him, what is your dieting history? How much time did you spend in a caloric deficit in the past year, for example? 
And actually, I even said it in the YouTube video that probably I spent 70 or 80% of that year in a calorie deficit. Now, this would have made me raise my eyebrows right there because if you spend 80% of the year in a deficit, how are you not like 7% body fat? There's only way to do this and that is to have intermittent, pretty substantial overeating periods and then long cutting periods at the other times. So that's a red flag right there. Or the other option, of course, is that you thought you were in a deficit, whereas you were overeating the whole time because of failing to track your food properly and things like that. But that's also not much better because that still means that you were attempting to lose fat the whole time, so you're mentally burnt out at least. Um, So then my next question would have been, okay, so how did your past three months look like? How much time did you spend in a deficit there? Did you have any binges or, you know, overindulgences? And if you had any, were they planned or unplanned? And there, the answer to this question would have been that I was in and out of a deficit the entire three months, and I had at least a few overeating periods. And basically, all of them were unplanned. Now, at this point, if I heard this as a coach or someone giving advice to this guy, I would have been like, done. (laughs) You know, from this point onwards, let's forget about body fat percentages and anabolic potential, your ideal physique and all that crap. First of all, you need to get your mind right. So I would have said, I understand that you want to look a certain way. You want to have less fat and more muscle like everybody. And I can help you to get there. And I'm sure that even you yourself know how to get there. But right now, you just need to retrain yourself to eat normally and reset your relationship with food. So for now, I want you to eat around maintenance. You know, we can achieve this in a variety of ways. You can track your food or you cannot track your food if you don't want to. But in some way, I want you to get into a state in which you're well fed. I don't want you to battle yourself through hunger at any point during the day. So I don't want you to fast and use all kinds of creative strategies to push your meals farther into the day. And furthermore, and I'm partially saying this because obviously I'm talking about my past self and I know the state of mind I was in, but you know, with a couple of follow-up questions, I would have arrived to the same conclusion anyway, which would have been, I want you to stop consuming fitness content in any way, shape or form. You know, don't watch YouTube videos of your favorite fitness YouTubers, even if they give great advice. Don't try to learn about how easy it is to get to 10% body fat. Don't even read research reviews. Don't read books about the topic. Just fill up your brain space with something else. You know, I know that you used to be obsessed with Manchester United in the past, so start obsessing over them a little bit again. You know, I know that you like singing, so start recording covers of your favorite songs. But I want you to do a complete mind reset. And in the meantime, I want you to reignite areas of your life that you completely ignored for the past year. So, okay, you haven't gone out with your friends for the past five months? Okay, start going out with them. Like, I want you to see in town at least twice a week. You know, like, let's start there. You haven't gotten laid in five months? okay, I want Tinder to be downloaded on your phone within an hour. (laughs) And, you know, when it comes to fitness, I want you to keep training hard, but we'll take two weeks off of the gym. I want you to experience that things are not going to fall apart if you're not stimulating muscle protein synthesis every 32 hours. And after that, you can keep training hard. And so, you know, my approach would be very much along the lines of 
I understand your aspirations to build a machine-like physique, but for now, you need to start operating like a sane human again. And after you accomplish this, we can start thinking about your body composition. You know, now it's January. It was January by the time the this roundtable discussion took place. So maybe around April, we can start thinking about other stuff. Then maybe we can do a cut, get you nice and lean for the summer. But first, you need to prove to yourself that you're able to just function without crazy compulsive behaviors. So basically, that's the advice I would be giving this guy. And, you know, of course, unfortunately at the time, nobody was in the position to give me such advice. I think ultimately I was forced to eventually come to this conclusion myself. I don't think I would have had the courage at the time to just voluntarily tell everything that was going on with me at the time to someone. But, you know, this also meant that I had to learn all of this through my own suffering. So, you know, anyway, I would recommend that you actually check this video out because I think you will find watching it pretty interesting given everything that you've just heard here. You know, you'll see a guy who probably will seem pretty rational to you and seems like he's in a good spot mentally, which right there again shows you that things are just really not what they seem at first and almost everybody's battling something that you don't know about. Um, anyway, I hope that this episode was interesting. If you, you know, managed to guide yourself through all the time bands and the schizophrenic switching back between referring to my past self in first and third person. But if you did, I think this could be actually pretty useful if you were in a similar situation to what I was in at the time. Hey guys, I just want to tell you again that your inputs for this podcast will help it grow more than anything and your requests, ideas and comments will contribute to awesome content going live on this channel and podcast more than anything. So if you want to contribute, the best thing you can do is to go on Facebook and look up Sustainable Self-Development. You'll find both the page and the Facebook group that is dedicated to discussions and ideas being thrown around. Go there and note down your comments about what kinds of topics or guests you want to be featured on this podcast and YouTube channel in the future. Just keep in mind the general theme of this podcast and my YouTube channel, which is to help people becoming their best selves in terms of lifestyle as it pertains to fitness and general personal development. This podcast is really dedicated to self-improvement, both physically and mentally. So keep that in mind. So thanks again for tuning in and see you next time.